Oh my gosh, I'm cold. All right, warm up. Um, I want to talk about stuff and things. And actually, I got so much left, <laughs> to be honest. I've been doing this podcast now for a minute. Um, and now it even has a name. It's called Podcast. And it's uh, that's what I get told when I need to make another one. It's like podcast. You'd go do it. So that's what it is. It's podcast. Um, or a podcast. Well, I, I guess it has a title too, right? Straight to the point, completely off topic. But it is a thing now. And I know it's a thing because I get told when I have to do it. So I'm having to do it. <laughs> um, I just I think I already said this. In one of them, who knows if I actually put it out there, because sometimes I talk and then I'm like, oh, shit, I don't want to say that. <clears throat> Somebody's going to say some shit about me saying that. And so, you know, cancel culture. I don't say things sometimes or else I'll just derf the whole thing. I don't like editing these things. That was, that was the, one of the biggest stipulations. I would record things as long as I never needed to edit. And uh, sometimes I need to edit. But instead of edit, I just throw it away. I try to start again. And today, I don't have so much left to talk about that I don't feel is, that I do feel is, I'm going to piss some people off. <laughs> Not on purpose. It's just, I know I'm getting to that point. Um, and it was fun appealing to a broader base for a while. But uh, I imagine some of that might change. I mean, I don't mean it to. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you don't have to see things my way. I, I'm going to be right. <laughs> you don't have to be. You can be wrong. Uh, you know, that's, that's what makes the world kind of cool. If everybody was like me, I mean, shit, that would suck. <laughs> you know, if everybody was like me. And you know what, kind of, everybody is like everybody, isn't it? You know? But therein, the more we change, the more we stay the same. The more differences we have, the more similarities we really have. You know. Is that any true? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to work off that theory, though, for a while, because that's the way I feel. I feel like that's true. Like, the more, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And that's just maybe on a bigger scale, because there's more things, you know? But there's still greed. And uh, there's still envy and, uh, you know, those kinds of things. There's still, what causes suffering? What is Buddhist? Oh, there's still want, desire. You know, if you don't have any desire, like for anything, then, you know, you're never in want for anything. So that's uh, kind of what we're going for, right? The goal of life is to limit suffering. <laughs> Because life is suffering, or life equates to suffering. What Life can be remembered through suffering. But without your suffering, who the fuck even are you, you know? I mean, if I got anything from that, what was that movie? Anthony Hopkins was in that, that series, and it was really good for, like, while he was in it, <laughs> for one season. Westworld. That was really good for a minute. And they kind of they kind of showed that, like, a human is nothing without suffering. And, and damn it, if you don't see people, they they will not let you take their suffering. Don't even mitigate it in the least. I mean, it's even a Nine Inch Nails lyric, so we know that it must be true. People don't like that. They don't like you to, to you know, they don't like it to be easier. 
They like it to be hard, or at least to be imagined to be hard. It, it makes them stronger. It's what they pin their their whole um their whole personality on. And in that, because they pin their personality on their suffering, then we must also guess that life is suffering. However, a Buddhist belief is that uh, life is the pursuit of limiting your suffering. Is that I'm? I shouldn't say it's a Buddhist belief. I should say I think it's a Buddhist belief. <laughs> I ain't really got Buddha figured out too much. Um, any more than I have the Jesuses figured out. Uh, but my my limited understanding of the Buddha is uh, that there are three major causes to suffering. One is desire. Want. So, like, my, my, my understanding of that, if the brain wants something, I want a full head of hair. Right? Say I want a full head of hair. Which I kind of do. I'm actually, I just looked across the room and there's some Bosley shit over there. Because uh, although I thought I was going to have hair forever, it, uh, not so much. I, I think I cursed myself. Maybe maybe genetics cursed me. I thought I was going to be fine. Um, because I had such a thick head of hair that I hated it. It used to be like an afro when I was a kid. It was just so much. And so as I got older, uh, I, I kind of, I didn't really... Well, for one Halloween, I thought it would be hilarious to shave a principal. You know, it's like the reverse mohawk, like that, just that top part missing. You know, so I shaved that. And then I I had, my wife had some, well, she got me some Paris Hilton hair extension. And we very crudely glued it in as a comb over. And there was this kind of moment. Like, when motorcycles pass each other, they kind of finger at each other. Hey, what's up? Especially if they're Harleys, you know? Or if they're two rice burners, they still kind of nod or whatever. Used to be. I don't know. I guess I haven't driven in a while. However, there was a similarity to bald people when they would pass me with that. They would see me coming. It's a terrible comb over I got, you know? And there'd be another bald guy, and I'd really want to look to see his reaction, but I didn't want to be a dick and just be staring at him. So I'm kind of corner my eye in it, peripheral vision, you know, the way that you do, and walk past the guy, and first he kind of gives a nod up, like, hey, like, chin goes up, like, yeah, I see you, what's up, bald spot, and uh, and then I do the chin up, yeah, what's up, bald spot, I see you too, and then I walk past him, and he sees this fucked up, like, comb over that is obviously, and I did it for my Halloween costume, but I I wore it for three days. <laughs> I wore it. It was a lot of fun for me to be bald. I don't know. Uh, my dad hated it. He was bald. And so I thought it was funny. And now I think, though, enough of them passed by me and they noticed and they were like, right during the Halloween time, you know, with all that wicked voodoo shit going around, they probably just spit through their fingers or whatever. Somebody gave me one of them baldy curses. And, uh, and uh, I'm, going, I'm going bald. So, I want a full head of hair, though. So, if I want this bad enough, my body doesn't, my mind doesn't really know the difference between need or want. Eventually, if your wants are strong enough, your body could become sick. Like, you need water, right? Without water, you can become frenzied. Your cortisol will, will high, get higher because you need it, because of that want for that water. Your body knows it. You got to have that. And if you don't have it, then your levels of hormones and stuff are going to start kicking off, and your, your, your body's going to be like, hey, motherfucker, get me some water, or I'm passing out. Um, and as I understand, Tattoo Baby almost did. 
she explained it to us and then i heard it through another like people who were there she refuses to drink water she only drinks coca-cola tattoo baby loves coca-cola now that was tattoo baby then I haven't talked to her in years. So perhaps now she's all about hydration and all that. But she, she talked before about having like a fountain pop machine in her car and how she would never leave her car. She would just drive around Miami all day in the AC and drink pop. Anyways, your body needs it. You know, it's like uh, it's like uh, Gatorade, right? Crops need Gatorade. Thirst quencher or whatever. I don't know. I forget. I'm trying to go off that Idiocracy movie. Not working. And anyway, if you need something and you want something, your brain don't really separate the two. If they're strong, if your want is strong enough, it becomes a need. Now you don't have what you want. You're in a stressful scenario, you know. So wants one of them weird things to me because if you can get rid of it completely, well, one, you're a boring-ass motherfucker. <laughs> but you can live this completely complacent life. Neither happy, well, completely happy, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes um, the roller coaster rides, uh, that's, that's exciting. If you ask for an exciting life, don't be surprised if you get a roller coaster ride, right? I don't think I should ever ask for an exciting life. I think I want just a calm life. Is that what I want? I've had a pretty exciting life. <laughs> And I don't know that it's, it must have been what I want. I mean, I, I figure at one time I'm standing up there with my maker and he's, sh he's shooting everybody into wherever they're going to go. And he's like, that's what you're getting. And you kind of sign on for it. Like, you know, you know, but you don't, you know, like you forget, like they, they men in black, your mind, as soon as you get in the, well, you're a baby. How can you remember? You know, cause you're a baby. I don't know. That's the way I like to imagine it. And I saw the ups and downs. I was like, nah, that looks like an awesome ride. And then when I get here, I'm kind of more like, man, I wish they'd slow this thing down. <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? But, um, I don't know if I've gotten off point enough or if I had a point. I think I really just want to start talking about cancel culture and how the more things change, the more they stay the same. And I don't know that cancel culture is new at all. I, I've grown up, and throughout my whole uh, lifespan, I've heard of bands. Bands. That's what, you know, people would try to put a ban on things. And isn't that what a cancel culture is? They're, like, trying to ban people from buying it or... or um, it, this wasn't a forceful ban in the day. Not, nowadays, it would probably be called cancel culture. But back then, it was like, oh, they're trying to have a ban on, um, on, on tuna fish because they kept, keep killing all the dolphins. And then people find out about, you know, killing the dolphins. And they're like, yeah, let's ban tuna fish. And then the tuna fish industry goes over a change. I feel like this has been going on probably since before my time, too. If it's been going on since I was a little kid with the, with the dolphins and the nets, now it's changed. We don't catch as many dolphins anymore. That, I mean, I, you can argue is a good change, I would like to say. SeaWorld's another one of those things. They, they don't get to captive. Man, if you watch that Blackfish, wasn't it Blackfish, that documentary? What they did to those uh, those those sea creatures. The, the, what they did to those whales. The killer whales. Man, oh my gosh. It's horrific. <laughs> it's horrific to watch that. And, and, you kinda, and, and because that kind of got out there, people kind of started to ban 
That's the word we used to use. They started to cancel culture. They started to say, hey, you probably shouldn't be going to that aquarium, that zoo. You know, didn't Dwayne the Rock Johnson just get some shit? I say just, but it's probably at least three to four years ago. Over going to the Georgia Zoo uh, or aquarium, indoor aquarium, which is the most awesome aquarium I've ever seen. And they probably do stuff that they maybe shouldn't, but uh, man, is it an awesome, that's an awesome experience. You're like in the water with the biggest whales, the biggest stingrays, is that what, manta rays, like is bigger than you, manta rays, bigger than you, and not like one, like like you can't count them. Whale sharks, uh, I mean everything. And as people then though, try to cancel these things, these things will will strive to be better, which isn't problem so much. However, now it can be called cancel culture and everybody says it's terrible. No, I really look forward to the aquarium being better, you know, better. Like when I think about going to SeaWorld, which I have done, and then I, I think of the um, kidnapping <laughs> that they did, uh, it seems bad. And so I didn't, I feel bad about going to watch this show that I didn't understand. These, these, uh, these big, huge whales had grown up in captivity away from their father and their mother, away from a a structure of, of what they should possibly know from being wild creatures. And instead kept in these small, limited cages at night, sometimes with each other, not enough room to even turn around and, and the training methods that they used to train them, I understand why a couple of them broke, went crazy, tried to hold that girl under. I did kill one, right? A couple of kids, a couple of kids dying over these whales, you know. But you're making money. That's greed. So greed kind of shuts things up, and there's going to be a push from greed to shut up things too. So calling it cancel culture is to me. Um, when, when the connotation then becomes 100% bad, as though it's this new thing. That's that's a tool or a lever that greed is trying to use, right? And I don't know who the person's wielding that greed, but somebody, greed just get a hold of you and you do shit for it, you know? Like, I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world. Uh, that's what most religions say. I am saying giving up want and desire can lead to happiness. And I don't know, greed somewhere falls into want and desire. Of course, you can't live life without being passionate or having desire for something, because why? Why be alive at all then? Like bite the bullet, like take the take a dirt nap. You don't you don't have you're not going to contribute anything to anybody. You're not going to experience anything. You know. So of course I don't know. So of course I don't know. That's what I mean to say course i don't know but i do know I, I i keep hearing cancel culture talked about as though it's this thing that needs that, that the children are in charge of and it needs to stop as though it's this this new thing too it's not it's been around like the more things change the more they stay the same new platform same shit new platform stronger platform back in the day you used to have newspapers that would try to help with the bands or editorials that would run through certain newspapers however nowadays we uh we got the twitter and it goes out a lot quicker and it's a lot more powerful and 
I'm not saying it's all good. I think a lot of it is stupid and doesn't understand its own interest. You know, there's a certain amount of 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 the some somebody thanked me for uh, not not a, for for recognizing and my I still have yet to see a tweet that I can say JK Rowling is 100% transphobic. And I I don't care it's like she could be she could not be. It's it's not it's not going to bother me so much in the end of the day. She's a private person, right? She can be ruled by her own fears, whatever they are. Whatever a trans person is doing that somehow minimizes her idea of who she is, uh she can do it. She can be wrong about it, but I haven't seen the tweet that's like, well, yeah, that's straight up. You know, I've seen a lot of the reach around for it. <laughs> Is that the wrong? Sounds too sexual, but a lot of people trying to be like, she said this, that means this, that means she hates this. And it's like, those are steps that I'm not willing to accept any more on this issue than I am when I watch Tucker Carlson or Rachel Maddow, you know, if it. And I don't watch them, uh, but I find them to be, you know, birds of the same feather. They always, they say, that means this. Mm, that's, but it doesn't, you know, and then they go on with their meaning as though, you know, it's beyond a proven, uh, it, uh, uh, you know, any doubt. I said it, it must be true. So that means this. So this also means that that means they're, you know, evil as shit. Uh, and they're tiring, and they're too much, and they only do that because we pay attention, and they should stop. We should stop. We should stop watching these clapback slams, these, I mean, not that we're going <laughs> to, I'm beating a dead horse over here, uh, and I'll probably put some clapbacks or some slams into my stuff too, so that, so that more people show up. I, I mean, I think eventually that's, that's where this is going to have to go, right, If people, if I want people to watch it. But right now, I'm going to point out the, 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 the silliness of, of hating a media that is really just a reflection of society or of our interests. If it didn't make money, it wouldn't lead. It isn't this. A lot of people imagine that like somewhere there are these ghosts or, or these not any ghosts, just like real people. Just like, yes, yes, that's exactly. I'll get them to think like this by the it's greed. It doesn't just work. Like, I want to control people. You know, there's not like a dude, you know, like one guy that's like, let's do this. So they think this. It's groups, of course. <laughs> and, and yes, maybe they do begin to, but it's moreover not for their own nefarious evil. It's for their greed, which is evil, but it's for their greed. If we misunderstand that, and we kind of think that people just work off of evil, then we're not going to really be able to find, we're, we're, we're going to be wrong a lot. You know, like that evil has to make you money. And then show how the money gets made. And yep, that's evil. Okay, that's how it's evil. Before that, there's a lot of, um, it's a lot of speculation, especially in politics of, of, you know, this is good, this is bad, these guys good, these guys bad. When it can't even be like that, in reality, it can't, right? First refuge of the scoundrel is politics, right? No, no, actually, I'm lying. First refuge of the scoundrel was religion. And religion at one time was politics. It was law. And so 
I think that the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's very similar. There was politics involved with religion, for sure. And the first refuge of the scoundrel, I think more what that means is like, if I'm trying as a scoundrel to get you to agree with my nefarious plan, (laughs) then I'm going to have to go and appeal to your higher power, right? I'm going to have to appeal to your patriotism, perhaps, your honor, your idea of God. If I appeal to these things, then you'll come along and I can have you there achieving my greedy end. I feel like I've seen it enough times in politics. Um, I know some people who are listening to this aren't in the States. So I apologize if you're listening to this one, but uh, in in the States here, in America, North America, excuse me, United States of America, I'm actually Canadian, so it's always fun. My my Grandpa Vic used to always make fun of, he'd be like, you guys from the lower 48, y'all, he wouldn't say y'all, but you are pretty funny the way you call it America, as though it's not a continent. You know, you're not America. You're the United States of America. But he was he was kind of uppity about that. Um, I'm Canadian because my dad was from Canada, never renounced his citizenship. But I've never lived in Canada um, except for vacations, which isn't living. Right. Yeah. So I've never lived in Canada, but I do have dual citizenship. Uh, And I believe that's given me an, an escape from one of the refuge of the scoundrel, because my ideas of patriotism. I don't know. I, I, I barely could name. I mean, I'm, I bet I'm going to be at least two providences off of all the providences in uh, in Canada. <laughs> like, I think I, and I, I would probably miss a couple. I'd either have too many or I'd have uh, too, too few. And some of them would not, obviously not be actual providence. So I don't know the politics of Canada. Um, and, and I don't have to feel the pull of patriotism in America, which is a refuge of the scoundrel. So I feel pretty good about that, actually. I think the the refuge of the scoundrel, they'll use your patriotism against you and they'll actually destroy your country or divide your country as as a result. So America has a pledge allegiance, is I pledge allegiance to the flag... (laughs) of the United States. I almost forget. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. One nation. I'm going to skip this next part. (laughs) Okay, we'll say it. Under God, indivisible, uh, with liberty and justice for all. Sounds great. The under God part, mm, a little questionable, wasn't put in until 1942. A lot of people didn't know that. 1942, they put in under God. And there's some question there. It, it certainly challenges, in my opinion, but not the Supreme Court at the time's opinion, and it hasn't made it to the Supreme Court again, uh, but not the Supreme Court's opinion, uh, separation of church and state. But it doesn't say one nation under gods, you know. And so there's there's a little war waiting on that one. I don't... And, and it's it was one of the tools that they used to get it out of... This is one of those things. Pick your battles. Uh, is one of the things they used to get it out of the classroom. If we didn't say under God in it, then we could still more easily say the Pledge of Allegiance or demand the Pledge of Allegiance be said in a classroom. 
but you got somebody who's uh, Jewish, Muslim, or, or uh, Indian uh, descent, and, and they they don't have one God. So it's weird for them. It's almost like saying, hey, one nation, you're not included, <laughs> indivisible, with liberty and justice for all, except you, because remember, your God's different than ours, so fuck off. You know, there's a weird part to it. I don't think it should be there. But the important part to me of the Pledge of Allegiance is that it is one nation and it is indivisible and that's why we're united that's why we're the united states and that's why it's important to be the united states not just america you're the united states of america and at that point we we feel good because i feel good because united we can do anything you know i've seen them they take the pencil you break it in half you take a stack of pencils you can't you know that's the analogy so isn't that better to be united so why do we let these forces divide us? And some of these forces dividing us are actually the ideals of patriotism, which have now sprung off to people saying, and this cracks me up, real Americans. What the fuck is a real American? That's a pretty unpatriotic statement to be able to say real Americans, dot, 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 whatever next. It's pretty unpatriotic. It doesn't recognize the pursuit of, the 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 of uh, of solving conflict and it, it it tends the it's the words of war it is the seeds of war to be sown because it is dividing if you have real america and fake america let's imagine that real america you would do anything for and fake america fuck them but here's the here's the fucking kicker america is about compromise it's not about power it was supposed to be the opposite of that. We're not supposed to have kings. We're not supposed to have a religion. Like that's in our constitution. That's a real big thing about it. People actually suffered. Their, their lives were in danger as soon as they said, hey, we don't recognize the king. Oh, yeah, cool. That's all right. Yeah, that's fine. We're chopping your head off. As soon as they signed that Declaration of Independence, let's recognize. Some people may not know. Declaration of Independence was where we said, hey, fuck your king. And... Uh, and as soon as you sign the thing that says, hey, fuck the king, the king's going to kill you. Like, it's happening. Like, so those were wanted men. That's why when all them rich men put their name down on that piece of paper, you knew that we were eventually going to be, be either free or dead <laughs> and paying a, a huge restitution and tax. But at any rate, fake America, real America. I see the same when they say real Christians love Jesus. Well, what do fake Christians do? It's a little, like, what do they do? Like, aren't it, it's such a judgment that it actually goes against what Christ even stood for. <laughs> right? He wasn't about judging, right? Well, he was. But he wasn't about you judging. You stick to judging you, okay? Lest you be judged. So I see a bumper sticker that says, real, real Christians, which is it's committing a sin. There's an irony there. I can't help but laugh. It's, it, and, it's, and it's showing... His pre preparation. I, I don't doubt that real, real Christians love Jesus. I don't doubt it. But, I mean, don't fake Christians love Jesus too? And moreover, why do we give a fuck fake or real? Because to some fake pr Christian, he, he still imagines he loves Christ, right? He just doesn't know. Or he's truly evil. And at that point, he's, yeah, he's not a Christian at all. He's not a real one or a fake one. 
I mean, if he's doing evil and he's, he's aware of his evil, then he is evil and not a Christian. He's, he's, he's actually, yes. He's, so he's not a fake Christian. He might be purporting to be a Christian. So I can understand the confusion. But moreover, when it comes to my country, see, I, I don't have to be a Christian. I don't have to fall in line with that. I was raised in the ways of Jesus Christ, so I don't depart far from it. I still see my judgment of people based on their greed, number one. And I see greed and gluttony to be similar. And uh, envy uh, is, is a greed of a sorts, too, I feel. It's all a desire for oneself, uh, adulation and oneself, you know. Um, I, don't, I can't even remember the other sins. <laughs> Those are three. Which are the others? Oh, wrath. Um, and uh, and uh, not temperance. That's the thing that's good. Vanity. Did I already say that? That's arrogance. Or At any rate, who cares? I still have those basis seven deadly sins and seven um, virtues as my uh, judgment as to, as to whether people are good or bad. But I've given up the, the dogmatic practice of religion. Um, and certainly I don't know which God to pray to. You know, I don't know what it's going to be like up there. I'm, I'll probably do a Hail Mary right at the end. I mean, I, I, I plan on being on life support or whatever. So right before I draw the last breath, I'm going to be like, and you know what? I'm going to pray to the other gods first because Jesus is a jealous God, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if any of the other ones are. So I'll pray to them and I'll be like, hey, I'm good with you, right? I'm good with you, right? Uh, you know, whichever one, like Muslims, but that's a prophet Muhammad. So like the Muhammad, right? And then, um, and then, uh, is there any others? <laughs> Buddhism don't give a fuck, right? But anyways, I'm going to make my way through these gods and then I'll end with Jesus because I hear he's, he's, a, he's a bit jealous about it. And, and so he shouldn't feel bad because it will be the last thing I did. So even if the other ones were sins, they were done before, you know, I straightened it up with him. And then, poop, I'm in heaven. Uh, at any rate, I find patriotism to be a wedge. And it becomes the basis of judgment. And it becomes the basis of uh, people dividing the country. And because it divides or, or patriotism can divide, even though it should bring us together, I find it hilarious. It's, it's, the irony um, is just too beautiful for me not to be interested by at all times. Like, um, some people theorize that we're on our way to a civil war, but we're way too comfortable. We're way too comfortable. I'm quite positive that nobody's going to war yet. There'll be these skirmishes in the streets, but between groups that we're not even sure if they, we know where the lines are drawn. Honestly, between the Proud Boys and the Antifas, I think they're just a bunch of dicks that want to fuck off in the streets. You know, like there's just, I, I, I need health care before I'm going to go out there. Yeah, if they had universal health care, maybe, maybe I wouldn't be as scared as fighting in the streets. But someone's going to have to fix my teeth. Um, and and it, what the fuck are you even fighting about? Wasn't it ironic that people would show up to a Black Lives Matter protest? Be like, nope, uh-uh. <laughs> well, I mean, we're not racist, but fuck you. <laughs> uh 
Well, I know, I know the Black Lives Matter protests would turn into riots. Uh, and, and we would know this because um, the news channels would film the same fire from a million different directions. And they would keep us all up to date on how terrible it was. And, and some would run with it more than others, you know. So CNN's not running any fires. Actually, they did. Um, and uh, Fox News is running only fires. It's like they got a fire ticker over in the side. Like, like you're like, what is it? Is that the Yule log or something? Am I, am I, am I watching a Christmas special? He's like, no, that's Fox News. It's just all reporting now is around that. That fire there with the people dancing around it like the fools. Oh, right. Yeah, that. I guess that makes. That's why. That. Yep. That makes sense. That's what they're doing there. Um. God bless them. God bless all of them. Every last one. God will. Right. Uh, he will bless you with the desires of your heart. That's what it says in the Bible. So keep good desires in there. Is otherwise you get blessed with some other shit too. My son brought me this this scripture yesterday that I didn't know that God had ever claimed, but I he showed me in Isaiah, I believe it was, that God claimed to create the evil. I'm lost now. Like, wait, no. Like the thing that I can't you did. And I'm supposed to be more like you, but only the good part of you, I'm guessing, not the creating evil part. It seems like you get mad every time I do it. But you say you did it. You created the evil. And the story of Lucifer is that, right? That he created Lucifer. And I guess you would think if he's an all-knowing being, then he would know that Lucifer was going to turn on him. So why would he create that? And then, you know what? Let's just go off and start judging other people at the supermarket. Because this seems like it's too much of a snake eating its own tail. (laughs) I'm... I'm just going to go use my God to figure out what's wrong with my neighbor. That's easier pursuit than trying to figure out whether or not our benevolent creator is actually benevolent. Or if he cares at all. I mean, that would become my theory. Is, is that uh, he don't care. And then heaven, too. Everybody tells you heaven's going to be this awesome place. And then they can't describe it because there's very little written in, in, in the, the Bible for heaven. But, uh... Sounds like a boring-ass place. If you wake up and have ice cream every day, you're going to get tired of ice cream. You know, if you ride roller coasters all the time, you get tired of roller coasters. Without knowing the depressing, the down, you can never feel up. So how are you happy all the time? You know, unless you're on straight-up heroin, you know, you can't. It wouldn't even, it don't even make sense to me. To me, it makes more sense that the next time we go around for whatever... Uh, it's going to be tougher. Like, you were tested in this this go-round. So whenever you get to the next stage of spiritual evolution, that's what I'll call it, then uh, it's probably going to be harder. Like, this one prepared you for that. And maybe you didn't get prepared enough. Maybe you're not ready. Maybe you, maybe you reincarnate when you're not ready. You keep circling around this globe as a fucking worm or some shit. Maybe. I don't know. That doesn't sound very special, though. People don't like that thought because it doesn't leave a a lot of special for them you know but if you think about heaven it's gonna be boring that's why i say my heaven's full of cocaine cocaine and whores it's i don't see like and then sometimes christians pastors 
They'll be like, whoa, whoa, no, of course there won't be none of that. Hey, hold up. Watch your mouth, man. Do you know what you're selling here? If you want your coffers to be filled up every Sunday, then just shut up about what my heaven's going to be like because you're about to rain on my parade, ain't you? My mom tells me that when you get to heaven, you just get to worship God all the time. Like, really? That seems exciting. My dad, and now remember, my dad had epilepsy, and uh, that's a shaming kind of thing, especially back in the day. You start breakdancing in front of the classroom, uh, they think you're under the devil, you know? And so it's it's an ostracist. It will take you out of community. But my father would talk about how healing would go in heaven. He's like, you, there's a plan up there that will just heal you. And you're like, huh, what, yeah? Like, and I, I'm thinking now, at least as an adult, how did I get hurt? <laughs> like, like, why did I get hurt? Can I fly? Would I fall? Why don't I just fly? Like, why could I get hurt in heaven? It don't even make sense. But if you go up to it, you grab a leaf from it, and you put it against the ailment, and the ailment goes away. But now that was my father. His whole life was trying to get wellness, he was trying to get a health that could not be obtained. That he was an epileptic uh, from an accident that occurred by a boulder smashing his head. He was never getting fixed to that in this lifetime. And the drugs they put him on quite possibly could have given him cancer. Uh, his health was deteriorating towards the end. Or so my mother tells us. Um, sometimes I think she might just be making it a happier thing, you know. Like, well, he probably was, you know. the, But he was not taking the drugs. He was believing in, in God. That's a thing, too. Don't Like, if you're believing in God to help out your health, probably don't have your kids pray about it. Because if it goes the opposite way, they might feel like uh, my brother and I, kind of, or I do, I kind of felt like, God's gave me this, like, we just prayed for my dad's deliverance from um, epilepsy. Laid our hands on him, we all believe. We went through the scripture where two men do something that's better than one man. So here's three people all in agreement that, that you know, my dad was going to be healed. And uh, and then he, he got healed in a way, I guess, you know, <laughs> like, in a genie curse way. Uh, and... and it can make anger. You got. I, I actually had to forgive God. I still have to forgive him. <laughs> I have to forgive myself for being angry at my dad for dying and not knowing better. I had to forgive my dad for dying and not knowing better. Uh, you know, my mom. Uh, all these people are all full of flaws inside, including me, of course. And uh, without forgiveness for them, I was trapped in a, in a long history of um, addiction, really. But addiction was awesome. I can't wait till I can go back. I'm not a. I don't get it. Well, okay. I drink coffee every fucking day. <laughs> but uh, I don't do any hard drugs no more. You know. Um, I did the hard work for everybody here in Michigan. So even marijuana's legal. You're welcome. I still have it on my uh, sentence. It's a felony. It's the reason that I'm not supposed to go shooting with all the police officer friends of mine that I go shooting guns with. It's another one of them things, right? Guns. Like, stupid, divisive wedge of the scoundrel. It's, it's, it's the politics, you know? It, it, they, and if there's politics, then there's politicians. If there's politicians, there's scoundrels. Not all. I keep hearing it, that we need to hire people that are not politicians to do these jobs. I'm like... I know I'd be terrible. At what? 
whatever it is they do. I have no idea what they do. I, I watch some CNN and stuff. Sometimes they go to a big building, give a thumbs up, a thumbs down. Or I say CNN, C-SPAN. I try not to watch any CNN, any uh, Fox News, any MSNBC. I browse them, if you will, just to see what kind of vitriol they got today. Um, and sometimes if there is a news event, someone's like, hey, turn on the news. I'll go to whatever news and they'll be reporting on it right, right then. And I'll watch whoever it is. Don't care. Knowing, like I've just learned to put it through the filter, right? Like the, the news does not exist to bring you the truth. It exists to get you to buy its products, the products that it sells during its news shows. That's why it's there. If a topic doesn't help you buy, probably ain't going to be on tomorrow. You know, if they can't find an advertiser that likes the program, they're not going to be there. So you see reminiscence and nostalgia for the old people at Fox. And you see uh, nuanced ideas from the CNN that would scare the old timers at Fox because of the kids. They want the kids. At any rate, those scoundrels that exist inside of politics, they would make you think, you know what, they're all bad. We'd be better off to hire farmers. But honestly, a farmer's passion is not going to be in this, you know. And so what you'll, unless you get rid of lobbyists, then you're just going to make fodder, food, ammunition, I guess, if you will, food for the, for the lobbyists. Because the lobbyists will come in and be like, man, that is terrible, ain't it? Here, here's what would help your industry in this fashion. And they can make you believe it with enough money. And also, all those regular people, we can't imagine that they're not also susceptible to greed. And so I believe corporate corporation, I believe um, kickbacks. What's that? <laughs> Coercion? No. What's that thing that they get? That they give, uh, it would go. It would go. It would get worse. You would be able to bribe easier. You know, they would find more people to bribe. The lobbyists would. They would find ways to cover their bribes. Just you know, you're gonna, you're gonna give the lobbyists too much power if you get rid of lifelong politicians. First, you need to get rid of corporate ability to have lobbyists. I don't have a fucking lobbyist. Why does a corporation gets to act like a human and a human gets to, you know, spend as much money as it wants on a political affiliation? And if it wants to try and convince people that they should see uh, through their prism, that they should change the prism of which they view the day's events, then that's just fine for a single individual to do, which is what a corporation is. So it's just fine, even though these corporations have so much more money. And so much more political greed than a human ever would. It's, that's the part that would get me to support Democrats, I guess, is it seems the Republicans continually give the power to the corporations. They, they, give, uh, they give voting power to the corporations, lobbying power. That's more important. They give lobbying power to the corporations. And I think that needs to stop, like, we're in a bad spot, and there's a lot of people who make money off of showing just what a bad spot we're in and making it worse. And in the end of the day, there's a lot of Americans who can't stand and talk to another American because they don't see the same news programs. 
They, they can't they see the same issues, they have the same fears, but they don't have the same solutions and they have fears about the opposition solutions to those same problems. And rightfully so, because we're fucking America and we're in the pursuit of a more perfect union. We're not in a perfect union. The reason we're in a pursuit, this is in our constitution, I guess I need to preface that for some people uh, that aren't in the country, but the reason we're in a, I love the phrase, more perfect. <laughs> it's a stupid phrase. It seems like an oxymoron, right? In the pursuit of a more perfect union. I think that statement recognizes that there will never be a perfect union. And the only way that you could have the closest thing to a perfect union is if you are always in the pursuit of a perfect union. And the only way to be in pursuit of a perfect union is to always be looking for tolerance and understanding. Understanding brings about tolerance. And tolerance is the backbone of America. It's the true virtue of the patriot. And this is really what I've been trying to get at for the longest time. The virtue of the patriot. Like a lot, like... I've asked and I continue to ask uh, so many. I've never gotten it. Uh, no one has ever told me uh, that they also believe that the best virtue a patriot could exhibit is is a word, is virtuous. <laughs> I'm sorry, is tolerance. The number one Virtue that a patriot should have should be tolerance. When I ask, what do you think the number one virtue a, a patriot should have? Generally, they don't know and they refuse to give an answer because I think they, I, I must put them in a place. I need to put them in a, more, in a more comfortable place where they wouldn't feel bad about being wrong. Um, but they, they get real scared of being wrong or they say strength. I mean, it's the only other virtue. I don't even know if is, is strength a virtue. Like strength's a force. It's not really a virtue, you know. Like a virtue that you would have, the reason I believe it should be tolerance is because tolerance will bring about love. It comes from understanding, and it will bring about love between you and those that you see opposing you, which is the goal of Jesus Christ, which is, you know, America's religion for the most part, if there is one. I'm not saying there is, but the majority of the populace is. Sometimes they just don't act like it, right? And I imagine there's probably something even in the Buddhas and the Muhammads about about this thing. So I'm not so feeling so bad just to say whatever religion you got, I bet it I bet it has peace as a core fundamental part of it. <laughs> and, and if we're going after patriotism, then we need to be able to tolerate those people with a completely different viewpoint than ours. And we need to tolerate them so we can hear them out. So that we can have a conversation and come to answers. Compromise. We should be looking for compromise. Our, our politicians should be well-versed in compromise. They shouldn't be well-versed in, in power. But what we're getting for politicians, and this is continually getting stronger, I believe, is Politicians who understand how to wield and how to manipulate power will continue to get it until we start to honestly evaluate and look for things that make good human beings. When people ask me how I feel about the Don Trump, I don't talk about the kid too much. I used to talk about him a bunch. 
<laughs> I try not to talk about him too much because he's one of those divisive wedges. And every it's like everybody's like, all evil or all good. It's like, no, I can't even imagine that in anybody. Uh, certainly not all good because we can just look at the at the you know the gluttonous. He's the biggest present we've ever had. The envy. He's the most envious. He's, his words smack of envy um, when he talks about how he gets treated so unfairly and other people don't get treated like him. There's a very envious thing about his his whole persona. Uh, he, he's greedy. He's he's admitted to that. He's never stopped admitting to that. He's actually done the whole Michael Douglas greed is good um, from that Wall Street movie made in 1984 and all that. He's even gone that far. So that's number two. He's, he's relatively lecherous, lustful. Um, he had sex with a with a woman that he paid for having sex uh, after his wife had just given birth to her child, uh, to their child, which that's to me, that's lustful. So there's at least four of of the seven, and I don't even remember. I don't even know all of them. So <laughs> my judgment on him. But however, when you get the an opposition side that just hates so much, uh, a head writer for I believe it was Stephen Colbert kind of pointed this out. All of the jokes that they had around that, she didn't see it weaken his power. She never saw it get, and she was really worried about. Uh, about Donald Trump, but she didn't see any of the jokes and any of the time that they dedicated to it weaken his power. If anything, she believes it catapulted his power by strengthening the love the oppositions would have against, you know, because it's going against him. So they, well, we love him. And I, I see that there's a certain truth to that because if I say I didn't really like the guy, there's some people listening right now. They're like, oh, what the fuck? I love that guy. You're a fucking idiot. Whoa, slow down. I just said I didn't love him. And I gave some very poignant reasons as to why I think they're very good. And let's argue about those reasons before we argue about. So, you know, what I mean, people again, when I say argument, I should point out that I recognize argument is one of the highest highest uh, forms of communication. Uh, music is awesome, but that's it. It's it. It's not as good as argument for understanding. Music can help other people understand, but an argument can put all those all those uh, uh, the 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 emotions that that the music gave us for an understanding. It can put all the all in into facts into pinpoints like this 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 if that made any sense it probably didn't to a lot in my brain 100% accuracy I'm shooting gold right now um but anyways I my belief on politics in America is that we should be involved in a more pursuit Excuse me. We should be involved in a uh, more the pursuit of a more perfect union. That takes tolerance, which takes patience and understanding. It takes open ears and an open heart. It takes listening to somebody's grievances, understanding them as real to that person, whether they're real to you or not. That they are real to that person, and then working. Backwards from that, then you can start to get facts involved. There is a real problem, though, inside of our media where facts are no longer a necessity. And there used to be um, a fairness doctrine, 1985, 
we, we got rid of the fairness doctrine, which governed TV shows and news shows. They guaranteed that if I gave you 10 minutes to talk about this guy as being a baby raper, I gave him 10 minutes to defend himself on the same. Now, I, of course, he didn't have to control and just talk about how he's not a baby raper. He, he, he just had 10 minutes to do whatever he wanted with. He could use it to say, I'm not a baby raper and let me set up my platform. That's all the time I need to pay attention to that because that guy went for 10 minutes trying to talk to me about raping babies. Easy. I don't do it. Done. I'm not going to give it any more energy because some, it's when we give these oppositions energy is they grow. Right now, there's a stronger resistance to the polio vaccine. You know that right now, there is a growing resistance to the measles vaccine, to all vaccines. Before, it was just an obscure fringe group of people that were like, we're anti-vaxxers. We want our kids to go in, in, into your school systems, though. It was just those people, right? It's the weirdos that was like, we don't want to play with everybody the same way. We want to believe in this shit, you know? A couple of religious uh, write-offs we had for vaccinations, and, and sometimes you couldn't go to school. But now, because of the push for the vaccine that we're, you know, the COVID vaccine, because of the mandate, I believe, there is a, a equal push or a swing of the pendulum that goes the opposite way. And now some people are resisting all vaccines. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, fuck. You mean measles is coming back? Yeah, it's on the rise. Uh, a disease that we thought we had almost completely obliterated from the face of the earth is on its rise right now and could be led by this push to mandate. It's like the hippies. The hippies got rid of the draft. Good, bad. I don't know. The rich people liked it. We're still at war. They didn't get rid of the war. They didn't get rid of wars. Sometimes you win uh, a victory just to suffer a loss in the future. You know, you don't realize what you've given up for that. Well, in 1985, there was something called the Fairness Doctrine, and it kind of helped keep people from saying stupid shit that wasn't true. Because if I said some lies that were easily debunked, you know, like some bullshit, and then my the person that I'm talking this bullshit about gets on there is like, all right, here, here's, here's a couple of things about it. None of this is true. A, B, C, done. Now I got eight minutes, though, just to talk to you about other shit. And I'm going to use that, you know. And if he's a good chess player of words, he might be able to wordsmith that shit until he actually gets more people following. Well, that was gotten rid of in 1985. I think it, I think something like it needs to come back. Maybe more some corollary uh, rules that went along with the fairness doctrine might have been more important. But you would have to study more about that than I, I, I honestly care to. I know that the media has become unfettered after that. After 1985, we saw 24-hour news. And when you saw 24-hour news, that means 100% of that channel's money was coming from its advertisers. And 100% of the time, they weren't showing you fucking Mr. Ed. They were showing you news. So those advertisers, if you're going to do a bad story on me, I'm not fucking... We're not, we're not paying you money, you know? Well, fuck, I'm not going to do a bad story on you then. Yeah, that's the way I'd like it. It opened up the floodgates for 24-hour news programs and these one-sided news shows that now we see, and, and people are just believing them. I'd suggest we stop. If you're, if you're going to watch Keith Olbermann, don't. If you're going to watch uh, fucking uh, Laura Ingram, stop it. Sean Hannity, no. 
Rachel Maddow, uh-uh, come on. Perhaps regular news. Like, like honest, like, to God, like, news. Although, keeping in mind, many of those are being bought up by the Sinclair Corporation, if you're not aware, <laughs> who, is, who is working on, on um, local news programs to help keep you in the, you know, right frame of mind for them. I think the highest form of communication is argument because maybe argument's the wrong word. I should say debate. I think argument done correctly is a debate. Uh, although, who is it? Like Plato or Socrates who said uh, it, an argument involves the ego? That's uh, I forget this now. I'm sorry. But once once there is an ego involved, now it's an argument. It's no longer a debate. I think there is something said along those lines. Somebody smarter than me, put it in the comments, please. Um Plato said some shit about all all uh, all truth is lost when the ego enters into an argument. But when devoid of the ego, and their ego only has to get there because the other side's going to judge when they're right or wrong and go parade around like we're champions, which is not in the ideas of tolerance or in the ideas of a more per- perfect union. I'd like to see people who actually um parade themselves around as patriots, act as though they wanted to see the best for all of their country, even those that they didn't agree with. That's what I, to me, that is patriotism. However, uh, we see it a little bit differently. (laughs) Sometimes the ideas of patriotism now are wrapped up in how much you can own the flag, which you're not supposed to own the flag flag on you but that's only if I get wrapped up in the ideals of patriotism and John Lennon told me fuck that flag man thing's just a piece of fabric it it takes more than a a quarterback with an afro kneeling on the astro turf to make it sad (laughs) because it doesn't have emotion and we're better off maybe without it if we all had one world flag you know, and then we'd be fighting against the aliens, and then some peace hippie would be singing about how we're supposed to love them as they come in and uh, you know steal all our resources. We love the alien though. Wish you guys didn't need all our plants. Didn't didn't need all our oxygen. Um, sorry, I'm pooping on everything now. Trying trying to poop on everything. Um, I love my country, and I love the people in it. Although, boy, I hate people (laughs) in general. But I do love my country in that it has the capacity for such great good. And throughout our history, we have shown and done great bad and great evil. Um, Man, but that's just the human nature. I mean, you're not going to find too many groups that haven't. Any group that's ever had power over another, generally... Uh, misuses that power. Like that's the whole nature of power. And even if it didn't start out that way, it, it grows and turns that way. You know, the corporate, the first corporate, I don't know about first, let's say Henry Ford had an idea how much money he was justified to make over top of the lowest guy pushing a broom. And now I think it's gone like 400 times beyond that for the top CEO. 
that's just greed working its way up there, right? Those ideals slowly being put aside. Like, no, I deserve a second yacht. The last one was only 500 feet. Shit. Um, and maybe they do. I don't know. I mean, I'm not there. I'm not that guy. I didn't. I didn't grow up inside of that uh, lifestyle of fucking uh, tennis pros and, and golf outings. And um, and and there's there's people that have worked their way to there too. I know that you don't really get there though without accepting it. I don't really accept it. I don't know that there should be so much riches in the world with so much poverty. Like some people being so fucking wealthy. Uh, that there are others that are so poor. It does strike me as like, that's weird. And you're, you're a Christian? <laughs> Certainly not rich Christians, but I don't know. Uh, the, I, I, I have listened to Kenneth Copeland for a long part of my life, so I, I, know, I know the teachings of Christ and, and riches. Um, thankfully, he, he's explained. It wasn't Galatians. Uh, when, when, you know, God says it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle, but with God, all things are, are possible. Oh, excuse me. J Jesus says, it is easier for a, eye, a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to ever enter the gates of heaven, but for with God, all things are possible. So even rich men can go to heaven with God. But I would think that you should be like down with him more than me who's just going to say the Hail Mary on my deathbed I don't know I guess that's wrong to think isn't it uh, I've just caught myself in a bit of a trap why is it more for them and not for me but uh, either way I believe that greed is oftentimes there present inside of those very rich And that's bad. <laughs> I think I've gotten it out. I need to stop. I need a stop button. Stop, Kyle. Like I need. I need to sign off. Someone give me a good one. If anybody wants wants to leave any comments, tell me what I should say to end these things. Of course, at the same time as I say that, then I would have to recognize that I actually know when I'm done, and I I never really I never know when I'm done. I could keep going. Uh. I think I made a point, so I guess I'm done. And that's my point. No, that don't work either. I liked, I liked for a minute, I thought it'd be funny to say, and I'm spent. Because honestly, that's the way I feel after I get done. Like, all right, whatever. You guys, you, you do what you will with it. Uh, that being Mark Smith, my assistant, or, or my wife, because she likes to kind of, she goes over them, tells me if they're good or not. I'll tell you this. It's relatively... Um, like, like, I don't, I get depressed. Did you know that? I don't know. People imagine, they see you on TV, they don't think you get depressed. They don't think you're ever depressed. I get pretty depressed sometimes. Like, and and this, it, it's so, I'm such a silly little bitch. Because even doing these things will depress me. I got to a point, that's why I haven't done one for a couple of days. I got to a point where I was like, I don't, two things. I don't really think I can sustain people's interest in the stupid shit that I have to say. And I know that I'll be hurt when they aren't listening. And so I know that they'll eventually not listen. So why am I even trying today? Does that make And I get stuck in a little depressive loop like that where, where um, I, I get stopped. I, I become inactive. 
and I just want to play video games. It's like my heroin. I just like to just want to play video games and not think. Let the rest of the world pass me by. Opposite of the Judas Priest song. I'm not going to let it. I, I would let it pass me by. Oh, that looks like a lot of work. What, you going to rob a bank? Oh, my God. Is that even what that song's about? I don't know. I know. Seems like a lot of work. <laughs> In the end, I'm lazy. Very lazy. Why do today what I could put off for months and years? <laughs> I mean, um, that being said, I am done. <laughs> I really appreciate you guys listening. Any more comments you got? I, I think I'm going to do another one of these today. I'm going to go do a little bit more remodeling first. And my my wife has a bunch of these questions uh, that people, I guess, would like answered. And I found some articles online that I kind of want to read through and, and just give replies to. Articles that are just Ink Master stuff. I really, I mean, obviously, any interest in the stupid shit that I have to say is all, for the most part, it started, at least, with the Ink Master. So I'm going to keep going back there. Um, I felt kind of bad. I even have, some people are calling me out on it. They're like, do something new. Don't do the same old. It's like, where the fuck do you even know me from? <laughs> like, if I wasn't on Ink Master, you wouldn't be here judging my my talking too much about Ink Master. And honestly, I think in these podcasts, I, I, I don't think, I mean, less than half of them right ink master was a part of my life so it's going to be you know a part of my podcast but it's um it's not all of these right of course i did just turn this one into kind of one for ink master i probably should have just see i can edit the last couple of seconds out maybe i should just get rid of that just go back to the last thing i should just look for the last thing that i said about something that made sense oh shit yeah i'd never find it would i (laughs) <laughs> All right, then I give up. You win. I'm out. Oh, shit, I can't find the off point. 